From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858 858- Eight seven six five six six three. In today's show, we talk about a woman's dirty little secret, also known as erotica. And starting today's show, I want you to think about this quote from Jean Racine, who was a 17th century French playwright. He said, there are no secrets that time does not reveal. Isn't that the truth? That, that has played out so many times in our own marriage and um, in the lives of those that have shared their marriages with us. Uh, you know, so many people think that you know, they can take a secret to the grave, and the truth is they always come out. But some if, way, somehow. Some way, somehow. Some way, somehow. And you know, fortunately, that is a truth that uh, I use with our kids. I tell them all the time, I'm going to find out everything you do, so you might as well just tell me first. Um, kind of getting them in this mindset that even as they're growing up, secrets come out, good and bad. Yeah. Good and and bad. I, I, I want to just say, you know what? When you free yourself of those secrets, it's amazing what can happen in your life and your marriage. Mm. Really, it, and this is coming from somebody who, who kept many a secrets from Elisa early on in our marriage and how it crippled those secrets were crippling me and crippling our marriage and not allowing us to move forward so um, what we're going to discuss today is something that could possibly be crippling you and your marriage absolutely but before we go there we start every single one extraordinary marriage show with a hug and this week's hug is brought to you by one extraordinary marriage that's us that's us and i'm wondering what if you could learn one simple movement that would break the tension and change your body language that would diffuse the tough situations in a loving and respectful manner and works in just five minutes or less. I think a lot of you right now are shaking your heads going, okay, what is that? Elisa? tell me, tell me what that is. Well, I'm going to do more than that. I'm going to tell you where to check it out. Just go to one extraordinary marriage.com slash argue less. We've got a free resource there for you so that you can experience what that one single movement is and how you can change your marriage with it. So again, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash argue less and check that out. So this hug actually comes from a couple who is up on the love you guys wall. They, yeah. they sent us their picture um, a little while ago. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. We, we're working through all of our hugs. So keep sending them guys. We will get to your hugs. But this couple, they, they sent us their picture along with this note. And they said, We had a recommitment ceremony on September 28th. Our marriage had been in a desperate place in January 2014, so a year ago. Mm -hmm. Listening and taking advice from your show got us to a much better place for this to be possible. We voice our gratitude for each other and everything in our lives, even our struggles, as they help us get stronger before meals and throughout the day now. So close to losing each other last year, but your podcast helped keep us together. Thanks again so much. We are grateful for what you are sharing with us. Hugs. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's wow. It is truly a joy to get these. It's it's a double joy when we get those pictures 
and we get to see you on our love you guys wall of fame um it, it sometimes just takes away the words because of how how much it just impacts us mm-hmm. and for those of you who are going what what are you talking about well we have this awesome picture that we had done with from uh this guy who does leather paint art and it says love you guys and underneath it says established 2009 one extraordinary marriage and around that whole picture we have you we have the one family we get to look at it like right now when we're doing this show we get to look at you guys because it reminds us daily of who we serve you know it reminds us as we work to impact marriages around the world who you are because we get to see your faces we get to see you and point at you and some of you have become known because you interact with us on social media so we get to know who you are you send hugs in and that to us means the world because you are the one family Mm -hmm. and you are who make one extraordinary marriage extraordinary so for those of you who would love to send in your picture send it to info at one extraordinary marriage.com in the subject line just put love you guys pick put the highest quality picture you can we'll go take it over to costco we'll get it made and then we'll put you up on the wall and i think we're at like 55 couples and counting now 55 or 60 i think we yeah i think we hit 60 did we hit 60 that's awesome that's awesome well Today's show and this whole idea of venturing into a woman's dirty little secret and erotica came from this email that we received from a listener. He says, I was wanting to hear both of your takes on Fifty Shades of Grey movies and books. My wife and I are currently agreeing to disagree. I started listening to your podcast on Tuesday and have already heard 11 or 12 shows. Way to go. (laughs) And you are not alone. We have lots of people that when they first find us kind of binge listen to Tony and Elisa. Um, he goes on to say, I know that pornography has been an obstacle in your marriage and has damaged both of you because this is the opposite of the norm male directed. I was wondering about your thoughts on this. Do you all even consider this to be porn? I appreciate your ministry. God bless. So go ahead. I was going to say great, great, great question. Great question. Um, obviously for those of you that are listening to the show, when it first releases, the show is coming out roughly a week and a half before the movie 50 shades of gray is released. And in the interest of full disclosure, Tony and I are not planning on seeing the movie, nor have we read any of the books. Um, so I want to be very clear with that from the get-go. However, I will be the first to tell you that I have read Erotica in the past. And to be very clear, Erotica it, are, are those romance, and sometimes there's no romance in them, those sex novels, that very vividly portray sex. And, you know, the... The whole reason we're bringing this up, it's because as we started talking about this, we knew Fifty Shades was coming out. Right. right. I mean, you can't, unless you're under a rock or in a cave, you can't miss the fact that this movie's coming out. Mm-hmm. Sold, you know, over 100 million copies, all of this amazing press. And women everywhere are flocking to this. They are, I mean, I've had women tell me point blank, well, this is, this is changing my marriage. I'm like, well, sure. You've got a fantasy with this Christian gray guy. And yes, I do know the characters because I've done my research on this, not because I've read the books, but here's the thing. And we're going to, we're going to go deeply into this. So many people have an issue with men viewing pornography, right? It comes out. We get the emails all the time. I get on coaching calls. My husband has an issue with pornography. It's destroying our marriage. Ladies, I'm going to challenge you. If you are reading erotica, 
you are doing the exact same thing to your marriage. And I know I'm not going to be very popular and I'm okay with that because I know what reading erotica did in my own marriage. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that briefly because I don't think this has ever really come up. We've talked about my pornography addiction, how that impacted me mm-hmm. personally and how that impacted us in our marriage bed. So from your point of view, how has and how did erotica impact you personally, as well as how did it impact your perception of who I was back then, who I was supposed to be? Well, first I want to talk about how easy it is sure. in today's day and age. Oh, yeah. Because there was this fascinating article that was done in the Wall Street Journal two years ago. It was March 2012. Talking about how all of our little e-readers, so whether you're a Kindle person, a Nook, a, you do it on your tablet, whatever it is, makes it super, super easy. It's not just easy for those that are accessing visual pornography to get their stuff. The Kindles and the e-readers have made it easy for those of us that want to read something and not have the cover sitting on our nightstand, not have somebody ask us what our what we're reading, to just very easily put it on our device and just read away. Sure. It's like the brown paper bag. But even more subtle because guess what? You just download, you just click, you know, one click. Amazon one click and it's in your it's on your device. Yeah. Right. And so here I was at a point in time, and this was even just a couple of years ago. I mean, this is still when Tony and I, you know, after One Extraordinary Marriage has started. Right. And I'm like, oh, you know, I've got my e-reader. No problem. And it is, it's easy. And so I get these books and, you know, Tony, I stay up late and Tony goes to bed earlier. And so I'm just reading these books and it's very easy um, to get caught up in the, emotional and the physical response that you're having when you're reading a sex story. And that's plain and simple what most of these are. Mm -hmm. They're stories about other people having sex. And when you start reading about other people having sex and you're looking at your own sex life or you're, you know, wanting something different in your sex life, you can get frustrated you, you start this whole comparison game. The same thing that happens with, with men looking at female pornography, mm-hmm. right? Well, I, I would say it, it's no different than a husband or a wife looking at visual. Sure. Good point. Compared to reading. Mm-hmm. And the, the difference, I would say, because having read more of the penthouse letters back in the day, it wasn't the sense that I had it fed to me visually. I got to look at stuff in my own mind. I got to make up this whole scene. Right. What does the character look like? Who is, what's going on? You know, they, right. you know, the, the writers feed you all these details and then you create in your own imagination. I mean, I remember hearing when they started, you know, the whole casting call for 50 shades, there was this, fervor over who was going to play the two title characters mm-hmm. and these women out there that were pretty you know like i mean all i can think about is the twilight movies which was like team edward and i forget the other guy's name i didn't read those books either but you have these camps where people are like this is who should play this because this is who i visualize when i'm reading when i'm reading this book mm. you know i want this actor to play it because this is who i think should be that guy or that's the guy I'm dreaming of when I'm reading. You know, the George Clooney fans, the, uh, you know, um, 
Brad Pitt fans. You know, I'm trying to think. It's so funny because I was with a group of women the other day and they're like, I, I heard one woman say to another woman, oh gosh, that guy is so sexy. And it was so funny because it, I'm at a point in time in our marriage where like I don't even register in that way uh, other men. Like, I mean, I, I notice an attractive man, but it's not like, oh, that guy is so sexy. It just doesn't even. I'm your dream. Yeah. I, I just, I mean, I, it just doesn't even, my brain doesn't click that way. I digress. Coming back to this and the impact. When you are engaging in any type of emotional connection to someone or something else outside of your spouse, outside of your marriage, you are doing damage to your marriage. You know, when I'm reading those books or when I have in the past, I do not download them anymore. Um, That's a boundary that I've put around our marriage because I'm like, you know what? Sex with Tony is pretty good. I don't need to go look for it somewhere else. I don't need some author telling me, hey, this is what a sex scene should look like. If I wanted, I'd be like, hey, Tony, I think this is what our sex scene should look like. Let's try this. Or if he suggests something, let's try this. Okay, let's go there. And, you know, I, I, it's hard not to see what's going on in the buildup to this movie. And, and it's hard to avoid both the people that are super excited about it and the people that are gung-ho against it. And I think what has to come down to is what are the boundaries in your marriage? What do you decide as a couple are going to be the safeguards that you put in place for both of you? And I want to be very clear. This is not a husband telling his wife she needs to do this or a wife telling her husband that he needs to do this. Putting safeguards, putting guardrails around your marriage is important for both of you. Mm -hmm. Because as I've learned from some of my coaching clients over the last few weeks, if you just assume the safeguards are in place, but you've not talked about them, then the safeguards are probably not in place and heartbreak's going to follow. And it's so easy for that to start with a slippery slope of one book. Like, oh, I'm just going to see what this is about. And then you start reading and the guy in the book does not match up to the guy that's snoring in bed next to you. You right. know, he, he doesn't look the same. He doesn't have the same profession. He doesn't treat the gal the same. And all of a sudden this comparison game starts. And just like you can't compete with visual pornography and the images that that creates and provides you can't compete with the written word. You can't. It creates these images. It creates this, this imaginary world that is all fake. It's fake. And, and I would take it, you know, from a point of view of how do you feel in an instance when your spouse has viewed sex, or not viewed sex, but viewed pornography, could be sex happening there, you know, what does that make you feel like? And if you're reading this, it goes the other way too. Mm-hmm. I think erotica can impact both men and women. Again, I used to read, you know, penthouse letters. That was an impact to me as well. There are books, there are um, there are magazines, there, there are these print media out there that men can also read. Sure. 
And and I'm sure with 100 million books sold with Fifty Shades of Grey, I'm sure there are more than a, a handful of men who've picked it up just to see what the heck it is and have enjoyed it because it has taken them into a world where they can fantasize. Mm-hmm. They are this main character. What's his name again? Christian Grey. Christian Grey. They, they are this, this person, this persona. And that plays out in their marriage bed. Mm-hmm. And for you wives whose husbands may have picked it up and have read it, you could probably sense that. And husbands whose wives who have read it, you could probably sense it as well. The thing is, really, in marriage, we're in a long-term game here. You know, what we read and what we see, those things happen in a, in a snippet, and then they're gone. What we're, what we're helping you see in your marriage is that you're on a long journey, and you're going to be in ups and downs. You're going to have some great times, and there are going to be some rougher times. Believe me, we've, we've experienced both. But when we've taken this erotica or the porn out of it, that's when we truly get to grow. And we can, and we know that we're going to extend the long-term game, this journey, because we're not battling those forces. We're not battling each other on trying to achieve something that's really not achievable in a long-term relationship. You are unable to possibly have that kind of fantasy world happen night after night, day after day for weeks and months and years on end. Well, it's like I've said before. Um, yeah. When, when I speak, sometimes I open with the fact that, that Hollywood has given us Hollywood and the New York times bestseller list have given us this false sense of what married sexual love is. And sex between a husband and a wife, you know, I was reflecting on this earlier. It's an expression of love for one another. Sexual love in and of itself between a husband and wife is the ultimate expression of their physical love. And it's a way to encourage each other. It's a way to uplift one another. It's a way to connect with one another and and to strengthen the overall relationship. You know, when we talk with couples who are are struggling, you know, I especially see this in the couples that I'm counting counseling, working with them on a coaching relationship. When I see that, you know, so often before they even tell me that they're having struggles sexually, I can tell, like, I just know they're not having sex. And it's so amazing to see as the relationship strengthens and that sexual component comes back into play in their marriage, how the two of them start to relate to one another because of how intricately we are involved in this act with one another. And so, you know, sexual love is supposed to strengthen a relationship, not weaken it. And and so much of what plays out in erotica in the way that men and women treat each other, this is not love. This is purely a sexual act. And it's an act that is not always done with respect. It's not always done with consideration. It is sometimes merely done so that one person can get their kicks. And I will tell you, when pornography was a huge part of our marriage, when I was, you know, looking at reading, not looking at reading erotica, sex between Tony and I would be just for kicks. No connection there. 
no connection there because it's not about the love that is supposed to be part of a married couple's intimacy. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that, you know, I mean, we've, we've been talking about this pretty intensely. This is a big topic. I know a lot of you with the movie coming up are making decisions about whether or not you're going to go see it, whether or not it's something that you want to have in your marriage. And I just want to make sure that we give you some strategies to use, to consider not just whether or not you're going to go see 50 shades, but how you're going to handle this issue of pornography as a whole. And for anyone that tells me that 50 shades is not pornography, um, I'm calling your bluff on that one. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. And we've been asked a ton over the year, man, almost two years now since it first came out, you know, the question about it, have you read it? Are you going to read it? Do you, do you perform some of this stuff? Do you guys try it so you can share it? No, 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 just no. It, you know, the first thing that we have, what you can do is, you know, and Elisa already touched on this, you know, you got to have those guardrails. You do. You have to have it, especially with this movie coming out. You know, it, it, it may be, you know, curiosity. Is it worth it? Mm. Just last week, I started look, watching a show that I thought would be really cool on Netflix called Marco Polo. And I thought this was going to be more of a historical show about Marco Polo and what he's done and what he did. And instead, in the first episode, there are some scenes, sexually explicit scenes towards the end of the show. Marco Polo, I think it's Genghis Khan. I have no idea. I, I, I fell asleep. I, I forget who the who the guy is there. Um, but, you know, he's, he's in this bedroom and then there's, you know, basically a, a brothel going on and he tells... Marco Polo, go in there, but you can't touch. You can only look. And at that point in time, I'm like, what the heck is this? You know, and like Lisa said, she was asleep. And I was faced with a decision there. Do I just sit here and watch and be okay with it? Or do I turn it off? Because we set these guardrails. And I chose to turn it off. And and that's it. I'm not going to watch it. it. You know, to me, it's almost soft porn. And I don't need that. And so... You know, the one thing you need to do and set up is, you know, put these up. I would ask you, Elisa, what have you turned your attention to when it comes to reading? Because there are some voracious readers out there. Mm-hmm. And for them, that's like going cold turkey with the same as somebody, you know, going cold turkey on alcohol or drugs. It's like, sure. what do I turn to? What do I do? A drug addict goes, hey, I need my hit. What, what do I do now? Right. And, you know, I am one of those voracious readers. I don't fall asleep unless I've read at least probably five to 10 pages every night. And so for me, it's looking at other forms of fiction. It's staying away from the romance because I know that chances are in the romance, the authors are going to cross that line. They're going to, they're not going to cross that line. They're going to cross the line that I have put in the sand. And the one that says, I don't need to read about somebody else's sex life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to create my own. I'm going to engage Tony so that it's, that's my whole framework for my sex life now. You know, so choose other genres. I mean, I, I'm familiar most, or most familiar with the Amazon platform. So Amazon allows you to choose, I don't know, probably like 60 different categories. Choose something else. And here's the thing. If you get to a point in the book where it's starting to cross your line, starting to cross that boundary, delete the book, put it down, 
return it to the library, whatever form you're reading it in, because it's not worth it. It's not worth rolling the dice to see if you're going to start having those thoughts about comparison. Because that's really, that's where pornography in all its forms starts to undermine the fabric of a marriage because it creates these unrealistic expectations that our spouses are not capable of living up to because they live in the real world, mm-hmm. okay? Your husband or your wife does not get airbrushed every day the minute he or she wakes up. They don't have a makeup artist taking care of their hair and makeup. They don't have the clothing people taking care of all their costumes for the day. They don't have the ability for an editor to take a line through the last thing that they said and make it more romantic or more sexual or more whatever, like the bestsellers do. They live in the real world. They say stupid things. They make mistakes. They sometimes have morning breath. Their hair sticks up in the morning and sometimes they get ready to leave the house with absolutely no makeup on. Yeah. And I think the big thing is, is that when we look at all this stuff or we read it, it takes us away from truly being able to build up our marriages. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, the all those things that Elisa talked about there, those are part of marriage. Those are part of being in a relationship with your spouse. And, you know, when you're in fantasy land, you're you're basically just brushing all that aside Mm -hmm. and just going, it's all supposed to be good all the time. And my spouse is supposed to be this way all the time. And unfortunately we're human and we make mistakes. I was sitting down with a buddy last week and was sharing a story of when just a few years ago, when Elise and I got into a little spat, it was more than a little one, but okay. Abby, our youngest, (laughs) was crying and mad. Mm -hmm. And I remember just in her room, just telling her to calm down. My voice started getting raised. Elisa jumped in. You know, I felt at that moment being picked on. And this is the only time it's ever happened in our 18 years of marriage that I just got the keys to the car and I took off. Just turned my phone on mute and I just drove drove from our place here in San Diego to the coast and I drove up the coast and I took some nice windy roads with loud music on and I just needed to just let go for a little bit. So we have those moments in our lives. Thing is, is that when we live in this fantasy world constantly, that overtakes us and we think that's okay to do often and it's not, you know? And so we have to pull ourselves back into reality, which is this relationship you have with your spouse and being, being able to grow without all that other stuff, invading your mind, invading your emotions, invading you from all areas because it does take over in what you expect and what you think you deserve. Mm-hmm. And so in looking at that too, it's, there's one big decision that you and your husband or you and your wife have to make. And that's the choice that pornography in all forms. So I'm talking about, you know, internet porn. I'm talking about 
Playboy magazines. I'm talking about soft porn on Netflix, like Tony was describing. I'm talking about the erotica on your Kindle. I'm talking about what you can get on your phone. I'm talking about anything that is not within the sanctity of marriage is a no-go. It's not okay. And the reason that it's not okay and the reason that we come down so strongly on this is because our one mission, the whole purpose behind One Extraordinary Marriage is to equip couples with the tools and strategies they need to have an extraordinary relationship. And we have seen firsthand what pornography does to a marriage in all forms. We've lived it. We've walked alongside other couples who are struggling with this. And I have yet to encounter the couple who can honestly look me in the face and say, pornography has been the best thing that's ever happened to our marriage. Hasn't happened yet. Not once. Not once. It's destructive. Make a choice this week. If this is an issue for the two of you, that you're going to stop, that you're going to kill this in your marriage. It's not worth it. You guys have too much great stuff ahead of you to allow it to be destroyed by something else coming into your marriage. Yeah. So this week, set up those guardrails. Make a decision together to just rid yourselves of this erotica. Find support groups. Connect with us. Reach out because you can do it. The thing is you got to take action. You got to be willing to look yourself in the mirror and in the face and say, I no longer want to deal with this. And then if you need help, go find it. One of the greatest places you can go, um, com slash X3 pure. Great resource to help you overcome pornography, erotica addiction. So this week, make that choice. For those of you who want to get up on the love you guys wall, send us a pic at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. We want to get you up there. We want to see you. We want to be able to pray over you. For all of you, we love you guys dearly as you are part of the one family. So have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next one. Love you guys.